the Business Buzz Podcast. The Business, the Business Buzz, Buzz with Mudiwa Mobjustice Gabaza. Good day and welcome to the Business Buzz for your weekly dose of business, finance and economics news right here on VAW FM. That's Voice of Vits 88.1 broadcasting live from our studios right here in Braunfontein, Johannesburg. My name is Mdiwa Mob, Justice Gavaza, and I'll be your host for today. Now, I used to say that the world of business can't be entertaining. Uh, definitely make sure you hold on to your seats as we seek to keep you entertained, educated and intrigued about the world of business. Now, for today, it is is um, that time of year where Black Friday becomes a thing. We're easing into the festive season. Uh, so we decided um, we need to just talk about how to protect your pocket uh, during this time. As I said, uh, festive season is uh, one of the big, uh, you know, spending periods. A lot of retailers, you know, see a, a big spike uh, during that time. There are a lot of crazy specials uh, that tempt people to buy things that they otherwise wouldn't have bought. And, uh, you know, some people would have been saving up for it or waiting for these uh, specials to come but for a lot of people it ends up being a bit of an impulse buy at the same time uh, the month of november is notorious for occasions such as black friday uh, together with some of the crazy specials that we see and uh, that coupled with uh, the festive season sees people buying a lot of things that they otherwise wouldn't have and at the end of the year um, you know you might end up without a lot of money and we all know the dreaded January disease uh, that ends up being a thing when people begin the new year uh, because they ended up spending way more than they had anticipated to even though uh, for the few that are lucky enough in this uh, current economy to actually get a year-end bonus uh, some people uh, will you know chow through or eat through that entire bonus and not know what exactly Exactly happened to it. So these are the things that we're trying to attack for today. And uh, to help us to navigate this, we're going to be talking to a friend of the show that is Zanele Kunene, a financial advisor at BDO South Africa, about some of the tips and tricks uh, that can help you not to get uh, into the trap of making impulse purchases and uh, manage your finances during the fi- during the festive season. And then after that, we then talk to uh, Tutuko Shezi, who is the founder and CEO of Livestock Wealth, a crowd farming platform about some of the ways that you can actually invest and grow your money for the long term um, during this time. So that's how the show is going to be looking at. Uh, we'll also, you know, getting be getting into some of the economics news of the week. Now, remember that you can uh, keep in touch with us. We are VARFM or Voice of Vits. Uh, that's on Facebook. You can also find our other Facebook page that is Vits Radio Academy. Me on Twitter, we're at VARFM, and that our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. You can also stream the station live on VARFM.co.za and remember that podcasts of the Business Buzz Show are available on vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So with that, uh, you know, we're getting ready. It's going to be an interesting hour. We're talking about how to protect your pocket, uh, you know, during this uh, festive season time. Uh, definitely make sure you, you know, t- don't turn that down. Uh, because we're also going to be getting into um, the business wrap and we're going to be just hearing about what is actually going on in the economy as people head on into this festive season. So that's what the show is looking like. Make sure you don't turn that down. We are here for the next hour. So keep growing with us right here on 88.1 FM. 
Business Wrap with Lebo Pasha. It's time for us to get into the business wrap. That's a part of the show where we give you a roundup of the week's top trending business and economics news. And on the line, we are joined by Lebo Pasha, who is the general manager for Southern Africa at the African Management Institute. Uh, Lebo, greetings to you. How's been the week uh, in terms of uh, news and developments? Greetings to you, Mudio, and greetings to the VFM listeners. It's been a very interesting global entrepreneurship week where we've seen quite a lot of stories celebrating entrepreneurship in Africa um, and in South Africa in particular. So, yeah, it's been a very interesting week. Um, I guess on that front of the, you know, entrepreneurship week, I remember uh, you, we were actually talking earlier this week about, uh, you know, entrepreneurship week. Um, as someone who is, you know, in the scene, how would you say this year generally has gone? Has there been as much fanfare as there has been in previous years? Well, I think it's, it's a little bit subdued and it is expected because of the issues we've seen with the coronavirus, um, it isn't as vibrant as it used to be. It's moved online, and it's it's usually quite um, more difficult to measure online sentiment. Um, even though you're getting a lot more data, but it's not you're not in a hall where you can really sense um, how some of these celebrations are happening, how some of the meetups around global entrepreneurship week are happening. Um, and also other other activities as well, like we had um, that coincided with the Global Entrepreneurship Week, like the investment conference. Yeah. So in terms of that, uh, you know, investment conference, uh, you know, a lot has been said. This year doesn't seem to have had. Uh, this is the one I was well aware of. This one doesn't seem to have had as much uh, fanfare as previous years. I think in previous years we've heard, you know, upwards of 100 billion rand being dedicated and pledged uh, for investment in South Africa. How's been uh, this current one? I understand that, uh, you know, uh, Naspers is here, you know, throwing the money, letting us know that they're here for the investment. Yeah, Gauging sentiment by how full some of the restaurants next to, um, well, the Sanson restaurants are, I think, definitely not as much fanfare as before um, or years past. But we're seeing Naspers is making it rain for um, the SA startup and tech space. Naspers has invested in a edtech business called the Student Hub. And um, this is a 45 million investment for them. They're first in edtech. And it's a platform that allows lecturers and tutors to monitor students and also much more senior people, probably like your faculty heads, uh, your heads of department to monitor lectures as well for productivity levels and to see how they're performing. And it also has features as well where um, students can crowdfund or raise finances for their studies. So um, looks quite interesting. I think we'll... We'll hear quite soon how it's doing with the amount of money that's been pumped into it. But definitely there are some exciting investments that are coming through uh, from the investment conference. But definitely because of the global situation, it is subdued compared to previous years. And also we've heard stories around um, what we've always heard around our ratings and how that has impacted investor confidence. 
And then in terms of, uh, you know, checkers and Starbucks, this one I hadn't heard of. Well, like, what are they doing here? They're coming together in one way or another? So, yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing a bit of a wedding here between checkers and Starbucks. And um, this would be something called Checkers Fresh X Supermarkets. And we're going to have these the first ones in Rosebank and in Spellenbosch. This is a much more upmarket aimed um, checkers store and it will have a Starbucks store of its own inside so yeah this is something quite interesting something to look forward to I guess um, and quite exciting as well seeing that sort of partnership come through do you think it will be something that actually works out I'm not sure I think um, I'm a big fan of Starbucks um, huge fan of um, the kind of work they do with the farmers where they source most of their products um, I'd like to see it work, but I haven't really seen any of the coffee stores uh, we've seen in other retailers, for example, at home stores where we used to have Vida. I haven't seen those being very busy. I've seen Leroy Merlin as well um, has Mug and Bean inside, and maybe it's just me, but I have not seen a lot of those stores being really busy outside of the month-end sort of traffic. Yeah, no, it is an interesting one, especially, um, you know, anyone who's sort of traveled to places like Europe, maybe even Asia or uh, North America, you see Starbucks being these sort of small outlets um, at the corner and they're everywhere. Whereas in South Africa, they seem to be these really big, uh, fancy locations, you know. So, you know, we just hope um, that this deal is something that will actually help uh, with some of the coffee culture in South Africa. It definitely should be because, um, again, at month end, you struggle to to get your um, coffee fix. If you one of those that love their Origins coffees, one of their high-end brews, their reserve coffees, you, you do struggle um, because there's usually very long queues of teens um, that are looking for frappuccinos and other more popular drinks. So I think there's definitely going to be some interest in their stores. And these stores, again, are aimed, Checkers Fresh X is aimed at more high-end shopping. So they'll have sushi belts, they'll have chocolate counters, they'll have um, temperature-controlled wine cellars and artisanal breads. So this is, is quite a high-end offering from um, um, the ShopRite group. Um, specifically at, at checkers and then and, and then the other one that seems to be making news uh the the tesla uh tesla's stock has done some amazing things in uh, 2020 what are we seeing on this front yeah the stock has really surprised a lot of people um probably the happiest person and the person who's smiling the most right now is Elon musk who is the third richest person in the world and is about eight billion uh, US dollars away from uh, passing Bill Gates, and we've seen a bit of um, a bit of side boxing matches between Elon Musk and Bill Gates um, because Bill Gates went and bought a Porsche and was throwing some comments around how it's better than a Tesla vehicle, and we've seen Elon Musk fighting back about that, saying that they shouldn't, no one should be taking advice about cars from Bill Gates, but um, it looks like. He's really made some serious money um, this year from Tesla and also seen a lot of success from the SpaceX side. Um, SpaceX has really done well. 
this week we saw um, astronaut landing at the International Space Station, and it was a huge milestone for SpaceX um, because that now makes commercial travel to space um, a reality. Other big thing is that um, the wealthiest person in the world, um, Jeff Bezos, also was competing with um, SpaceX and Elon Musk to get to space and do commercial flights with his company called New Origin. So we might yet still see that um, that man from Pretoria being the wealthiest person in the world. You have to put your, you know, have to take off your hats. Uh, he's a very controversial figure, Elon Musk. Whether you like it or not, the fact that he's been able to start and run um, three billion dollar enterprises and is running two of them at the same time right now is just um you know an amazing feat and just the fact that you know he sort of sell, taught himself um on, on on both sides you know sort of went and taught himself electric vehicles uh, has been teaching himself this uh, uh, astrophysics for a long time and to see the success on that front like you said that commercial flight that landed on the space station uh, it's it's an amazing one and if he ends up being um the richest man it's certainly not surprising but you know sort of knowing elon Musk, you didn't get the sense that he would even care <laughs> exactly so that's been it for this edition of uh, you know the business wrap that was us with the label pasha just giving us some insight into what's been going this uh, going on this week it has been a global entrepreneurship week and he was just saying that it's been a little bit subdued uh, subdued and that's now tying in as well uh, with the investment summit in south africa uh, which for social you know social distancing uh, reasons hasn't been uh, hasn't had as much fanfare as it has had in previous years but also giving us some insight into a uh, checkers and a starbucks tie-up uh, that uh, looks to be you know quite an interesting way for the business to branch out and then just ending off talking about how uh, the rally in tesla stock uh, has seen elon musk the founder and ceo uh, reaching a point where he's now the third richest man in the world so that's been it in terms of the business wrap on the other side of this we continue with the show keep it locked this is the business buzz business rap with lebo pasha more justice on the business buzz it's time for us to get into the main topic of the show and for today um, it is uh, that uh, interesting week in november i think in some parts of the world uh, some might call it black friday some people are having um, you know specials for a week others are calling it this that in the next uh, week there are a lot of specials you know floating around um, but even before anything even happens when this period ends we're getting straight into the festive season and to sort of help us to navigate how people can protect themselves uh, from the temptation to take advantage of all these specials uh, the FOMO as they say to buy all the things because everything is reduced and is discounted uh, we are joined by someone who's no stranger to the show uh, that's Zanele Konene a financial advisor at BDO Wealth Advisors uh, just to give us uh, some, some some sobering words. I hope they're sobering words because I feel like we need to be serious about these things. Um, so we're joined on the line. Zanele, um, how are you today? I'm very serious today. 
super, super serious. We're talking about important things. <laughs> but no, really we are because it is the festive season. Um, while it's sort of begun, so yeah, we need, we need to sort out. We need to have those conversations. So I think a good place for us to then begin the conversation is to just maybe get a sense from you what you've seen over the years, uh, your professional opinion just around uh, some of the spending patterns uh, that tend to be common uh, during, you know, this festive season, uh, which is preempted by all of this Black Black Friday madness um, that we sort of see happening at the moment. Yes, so unlike our January spending, our spending right now is mainly based on, you know, what do we want, you know, what are we trying to add in. It's not really based on the essentials that are required. So that's how we see our spending patterns within this time frame. Um, And another thing that we notice now, it's about, you know, who you're going to be with, what you guys are going to be doing. And we don't really, you know, necessarily take into account the cost thereof. We're all working on estimates right now. So someone might say, you know, on Black Friday, I'm just going to, you know, spend roughly 2000 or roughly 5000 but they don't have an actual amount or an actual, you know, this is the maximum, this is, you know, what I'm doing. Uh, so we do see people just, you know, do as they will. And next thing you know, next year, they are still paying off the items that they bought this year. So there has been no saving whatsoever. That's actually quite crazy when when you hear something like that. And especially when one reflects on the conversations that uh, we've had during the uh, festive season just around um, how constrained consumers actually are. So I guess that's a good question to then ask because before we even talk about the actual dangers of overspending, do you anticipate that people will still take advantage of Um, You know, some of these specials that come around at this time of year, given the fact that people's pockets are under so much pressure right now. Definitely people would um, because of FOMO, for one. You know, they all want to be part of the trolley fights and whatever, or the online deals. But at the same time, you know, being part of all that noise, you need to know what are you there for because you can't just fall part of the crowd. So I do know a lot of people are going to be trying to make use of these things by buying items that they don't necessarily need. Um, So... People out there, don't be buying things you don't need. Buy specific things that you have that you would have bought even if it was not on sale. I think that the concept people miss about a sale is that you need to be happy about it. Like, I wanted this item and now it's on sale. You can't buy something solely based on the fact that it's on sale. Makes no sense. (laughs) Zero sense. (laughs) I think... Uh, I think you've just crystallized it very well, especially when you said um, it's the FOMO. I guess there's some psychology that's involved where, you know, people are made to feel as if they need to buy a certain thing just because they've seen that the dro- that the price has quote unquote dropped on it. Yeah, and it's quite unfortunate. And especially when it comes to Black Friday, I always say Black Friday is for people who have cash not for people who have credit. So if you have cash and you have an item you want to buy and it's, you know, 30 to 40% discount, go for it, go and get it because you are better off. Now you can't be participating in Black Friday if you have credit. You know, you're setting yourself back. Why would you want to set yourself back? You know, so don't be pulled into FOMO. There will always be something that, you know, that's popping, that's trending. So just wait your turn, do things when you are ready, when you are financially ready and able to do so. 
I guess that then helps us to lead to the question of actually the actual dangers of overspending. It seems like such an obvious question, but uh, you know, perhaps for you know the person who does have FOMO, perhaps a little bit of a reminder. The biggest danger, Mudiwa, that I see is the cycle, this unhealthy cycle that you lock yourself into. So let's just say you overspend in December, then come January, you have to pay for those expenses of December. In February, you're trying to catch up, and then comes Easter, and now Easter needs money, but you're still paying off December. And this continues the entire time. So you never really are moving ahead. You never really are growing your asset base. You're just constantly working backwards. And I think that that is so unfortunate because that leads me to my second point, which is that you lose out on opportunities. Because when you don't have cash and an opportunity arises, you can't afford it, you know. And what are you going to do? You're going to grab onto debt to afford that um, opportunity that has uh, that has just come to, you know, that has just arrived. You you can't do that. So don't work backwards. If you can't afford it right now, it's okay. It's all right. You'll you'll save up for it and you'll do it next year. Don't trap yourself in the cycle because it becomes quite hard to remove yourself from that kind of a lifestyle, especially if you've built into it for so many years. That really felt deep, especially the part where you said it's okay. Like I felt that like in my soul, you know, that it's okay for me not to buy these things. Like I'm not going to lose anything from it. Uh, but that then leads to there is another side of this coin. And it's the it's the fact that um, in addition to all the temptation in the retail space and the FOMO that you spoke about, many people tend to get their annual bonuses at this time. You know, those that are lucky enough to get bonuses given the year that we've had. Um, but, you know, for those that do, what are some of the ways that people could be able to perhaps optimize uh, this double pay uh, that does come to them? Are there things that they could be putting their money into? Because you've already spoken about the fact that, you know, an opportunity might come up. So for those that are lucky enough to get double pay, uh, some thoughts? Definitely, definitely. Um, so the first one is when you get your bonus, and this is something I do, I don't include my bonus as part of my actual budget because I don't know if it's coming or not coming. I don't know. I don't want to rely upon it. So when I do, so if, if, so if you do, if you are getting a bonus or a double, a double salary or 13th check, first and foremost, pay yourself. Now, when people hear pay yourself first, they immediately think pop bottles, then you have fun, you know. <laughs> but that's not what we mean. That, that's not what we mean. What we mean is put yourself in a better position that, than you are in now. Put yourself in a better position. And that means, you know, put some money in an emergency savings so that if you have any uh, situation that arises, you're going to be in a better position because you do have funds that will be able to, you know, uh, be able to assist you in that situation. And another thing that you could do as well is if you are making any big purchases next year, you can start planning for them now and say, okay, in the next three to four months, I'm going to be buying this item and I'm going to use this paycheck to do so. You know, put yourself in a better position, plan things better. Um, but most importantly, you know, if you, let's first say you have a side hustle and you'd like 2021, you'd like to take it into a different level, 
people, you know, go to a business consultant, you know, pay for their consultation fees, say, this is my idea, you know, so that when next year when you are operating your business, it's in a better position, or go to a dietitian, or go to a financial planner and say, you know, help me, you know, help me put together a financial plan or a tax consultant, make sure that you use your bonus to put you in a better, in a better position. Don't let it be that you woke up every Monday morning and you left work on Friday on time for absolutely nothing. You know, make sure that it works for you, that you see what's, you know, you see the fruits of your labor. I like that. Plus, uh, you also, <laughs> plus, I'm so sorry, I forgot. You also asked me, like, where to invest your funds. Um, I would definitely also use this opportunity. If you already, if you have debt and you've settled your debt and you've, you've, you've also, like, have your emergency savings, you could look into adding into your portfolio, into your into a unit trust. Uh, you could look at uh, maybe adding some offshore exposure into your unit trust or maybe opening a tax-free savings account for your children or even for yourself. Um, you know, you could make use of those opportunities as well. Always put yourself in a better position when it comes to paying yourself first. Um, I, I think in addition to the paying yourself first, I really like, I really like that concept. Um, the other one that you've been a strong advocate for is budgeting. So are there ways that people can actually enjoy themselves um, during the festive season, perhaps without breaking the bank? Of course, of course. Every student knows this. You know, you don't need much to have a good time if you're a student. You don't need much. And you learn these principles and carry them um, throughout. So you definitely can. But it's going to also need you to be more um, involved in your planning. And I know in December, anything goes. Anyone who comes, we're going. You know, it's, it's just a whole bunch of activity. But if you want to be more cost-savvy um, in terms of December, plan way better. If you are hosting people at your home, ask them to bring a salad or to bring some soda. You know, be open to that idea. Um, and also, don't confuse having more time and having cash as a means or as a reason to overspend. Because I think that's, that also plays into account. Because people are like, I'm sitting at home, what can I do? You know, I should buy something. No, you don't have to buy anything. You can invest in the house as well. You know, clean up the house, invite people to come in, take walks, you know, make use of the facilities that are available for free or at low cost. It does not have to be extravagant. You know, we have had a very unusual year as so you want to lay back and be with the people you love because that's what the festive season is all about, friends and family. And then I guess an extension to that, sorry, I think an extension to that is just how do you, um, you know, perhaps go about, uh, because you've given us some very practical ways that you can enjoy yourself. But uh, for the people that do decide, okay, I want to buy things, I want to take advantage of some of the specials, um, should I be consulting a professional or do I just need to be diligent in looking for information? Um, definitely always be diligent. There's quite a lot of resources out there in terms of how to budget better, in terms of um, how to handle Black Friday. You know, the internet is such a great resource. But I also feel like consultations are really important. And consultations don't cost a lot of money. I don't know why people don't 
you know, go for these um, services, go and consult. Go and consult your tax consultant or financial planner or even a financial coach. Um, if you are having problems in terms of managing your spending, there's also quite a few apps that can help you in terms of managing your spending. Um, but in terms of those who'd like to, uh, and also go on LinkedIn. I love going on LinkedIn to find professionals. So just go on LinkedIn, financial planner or financial coach, and look for a friendly face and, you know, send a message. <laughs> but um, for those who are going to be shopping in Black Friday who are just like, I have no control and I can't be diligent, bring the exact amount of money that you're going to be spending and also be aware of all your triggers. If you're one of those people who are like, I'm going to go buy three dresses, but then you see a hat and you see a shoe and you see a scarf and you see jewelry and you go crazy, just go there with a fixed amount of money, no cards, no nothing, and that's what's going to keep you strict. You know, it's going to keep you in line with your goal or with your spending. Um, any last remarks or any anything else that you'd like to add for, for the listeners before we end off? Um, I'm just going to say that be aware of your convenient, uh, your convenient purchases. You know, an Uber here, an Uber Eats there, you know. These, you know, we all say they're like the little small things, but they actually do all add up. So if you're going to the garage to go buy bread, you know, you're buying it at 25 rand, you're buying 30 rand here, 80 rand there, it all adds up. So be very aware of all your convenience spending. Cook at home, cook at home. You know, you have a kitchen, there are books, there's the internet, do something. <laughs> get uh, get your cooking game up that's uh, those are some of the words from Zanele Konene advocating uh, for budgeting during uh, the festive season for people to stay woke and to be informed during this time she says there's some great resources and there's nothing wrong with uh, actually going and having a consultation during this time and she says it actually doesn't cost as much as some people perceive it to be uh, she's further just saying that that, uh, you know, it has been a tough time for consumers in 2020, but um, people should not feel the need to just splurge uh, just because items look like they are um, on discount. Also, just uh, warning that um, as you go through this time, and I guess generally in life, the small convenient purchases, those little things that you do uh, on a daily basis that you're paying money for 20 rand here, 50 rand there, it all adds up. Always monitor that amount of money on the other side of this we continue with the conversation keep it locked this is the business buzz COVID biz watch. COVID biz watch. On, on the business buzz in our covid business watch we look at how covid19 has affected and impacted businesses in and around south africa and for today our producer Antando went and spoke uh, to betty makaya uh, who is the co-founder of b and e consulting an entrepreneurial hub that provides consulting accounting and business solutions to businesses and uh, we just asked her questions just around um, you know her telling us a little bit around the business how has uh, the business actually performed since the start of lockdown what business lessons has she learned uh, during this time and uh, lastly do you think uh, your business will perform better after all the restrictions uh, that may still be in place have been lifted here's what she had to say Hi, everybody. My name is Betty Makaya. 
I am the owner of B&E Consultants, uh, alongside with my partner Ezra Michael Van Royen. So we started uh, a, a consulting company, um, funny enough, during the lockdown times, and um, we offer accounting services. We offer business-to-business -business solutions as well. We assist in companies being registered, company registration, and also taxation. So with regards to the accounting side of it, we offer your standard bookkeeping, um, debtors, creditors, up to drafting your um, financial statements. With that, we also assist in terms of operations, like we come in, may provide our you know advice in terms of how you can go about in terms of improving your business and then um, you know during these lockdown times we've actually had clients uh, who were struggling themselves to try and keep their businesses afloat but with the ideas and you know advice that they took from us they managed to save costs so that was actually something you know you felt good going home knowing that you actually assisted somebody to save their business um, I've dealt with clients, for example, who are in the law um, industry and um, we've assisted them quite well. And the nice thing about it is that we call ourselves uh, as entrepreneurial hub. We link entrepreneurs together we make sure that people connect so this lawyer a client of mine needed um it services and there's a client that i previously dealt um their books for who was in it and i referred them to to her and you know after that she was so happy and she was like basically you know most people don't tell you about these things and i was like yeah that is what we called we are called an entrepreneurial hub we encourage young people to go out there and you know make their dreams a reality so with regards to you know the lockdown or uh, the restrictions being lifted it, it's been a success because a lot of now we've gotten you know the opportunity to just you know link up with our clients and you know talk to them face to face and maybe just do a spectrum of their business like do a working and find out what they really actually do but you know with regards to us living in the 21st century and technology being available that has also played a part because we do skype we do you know all these other forms of communication platforms that are available for us so with the business lessons that i've learned is that don't give up you know it's gonna get tough closest people that thought would support you not all the time are going to support you and yeah finances are important because finances is what runs a business that's the heart of the business you know and if there's no money um income stream coming in you can't sustain your business so um yeah and just lessons is be humble always be humble in whatever you do put god first yeah that's what has brought me to where i am but um this journey has been fantastic i am loving it i love meeting with people i love learning new things we meet clients in the agricultural sector, you know, and farming being a 
big issue in South Africa and the land issue, you get to understand that if young people actually put themselves out there, you know, there is opportunities for them to grow. So in a nutshell, what I'd like to say to young entrepreneurs starting out there, guys, don't give up on your dreams. Go for it. It might sound like a stupid idea, but it is an idea. Go for it. And there will be somebody listening and there will be somebody willing to invest in your company. And for that, on my side, it's a wrap. Stay healthy, stay happy, and always push entrepreneurship. Thank you guys for listening to me. Bye. COVID Biz Watch. On the Business Buzz. We're back on this show just talking about uh, financial budgeting uh, for your year-end bonus and just making sure you don't get trapped um, in all the festive season madness and all the Black Friday what-whats and all the deals, the specials. It's been a tough year for consumers and uh, instead of going out there and buying the newest and latest things, how can you actually put your money into something that can actually help you to grow, uh, grow your wealth or to at least invest something that is going to grow your money. Uh, let us know what you think via FM or Voice of Vits on Facebook. Our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy. On Twitter, we're at VowFM and then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. Now, to help us with the investment part, uh, we are talking now to Ntukuto Shezi, who is the founder and CEO of uh, Livestock Wealth. He is no stranger to the show, uh, but for today, he's going to be telling us a little bit about the business, how far they've come, and uh, you know how how and why this is um, something that people should be considering as um, a way to be investing um, their money. So, Ntokoto, greetings to you. I think a good place for us to start for those that don't already know. Livestock Wealth, can you give us some insight into that? Hi, thank, thank you for inviting me to your show and uh, a good afternoon to your listeners. Um, Livestock Wealth, uh, we we call it a crowd farming platform. Uh, crowd farming is a trademark that we have, we own, and it's a play on the words crowdfunding of farming. So essentially, what it does is we allow anyone to be a farmer. So regardless of whether you're living in the city or you're living in the country, that you can be able to be a farmer. And, and, and how do you do that uh, is really through owning real assets that are growing on the farm. So instead of owning a share or a percentage of the farm or being a shareholder in a PTY that owns the farm, you actually own the things that are growing on the farm. If it's cows and the, the farm has got 100 cows on, on, on it, you can own your one cow, your two cows or your 50 cows according to your own financial muscle. If it's, if it's trees, macadamia trees, you can also do the same. So that's what Livestock Wealth does, really allowing you to own assets and then profit when those assets go to market or at harvest. That, that's really what we've been able to do. Started in 2015 uh, with just a few cattle, about 26 cattle, and the company has grown now. We're managing about 100 million rands worth of assets now. Uh, and we supply large supermarkets with free-range beef from the cows, and we've recently launched our own uh, direct-to-consumer beef brand called Farmers Club, where you can order meat fresh from the farm. 
deliver directly to your door also through the same Livestock World app. And that's, that's Livestock World in a nutshell, really a, a place for anyone anywhere in the world to be able to to be involved and participate and profit from farming. You know, I think um, the last that we spoke, um, the 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 assets that you guys had under management, if I remember correctly, must have been sitting at around 24, uh, 24-ish million rand somewhere there. So for you to be saying that it's now worth 100 million rand, that is um, quite a substantial amount of growth. And for people that might be sitting and saying they want to invest, but they also want to make sure that um, the investment vehicle is good, proper, and registered. Are you guys an FSP? Are you a credit provider? Like, how does that actually work? Because especially as a platform uh, that's registered with all of these assets. Absolutely. So we are regulated by a statutory body uh, called the Agricultural Produce Agents Council. So that's governed by an act of parliament. So since we're dealing with real live assets, um, that's the regulatory arm of government. Um, the FSCA regulates more than invisible assets, like the things you cannot touch, which is your insurance policies, your life policies, shares, things that you cannot touch and feel, you know, but since we're dealing with real live agricultural assets, uh, that's why then we are uh, effectively and very much appropriately governed by by the Agricultural Produce Agents Council. Yeah, so investment is safe. We have we have a track record of five years uh, of uh, of managing assets uh, for every type of South African, and um, we 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 manage assets for everyone from. Um, uh, uh, pensioner uh, to all the way to to cabinet ministers uh, in government who are invested in our platform. So uh, there's both also local and international investors. We've got people from every country in the world, Germany, France, USA, uh, all invest, invested in our platform. So I think our track record speaks for ourselves as well in that on that front. And definitely it is a platform one can trust without a doubt. Um, the other one that I think is especially important, you heard us talking at the beginning um, just now that, uh, you know, part of the reason we're having this show is to just help uh, people out there find ways to grow their money as opposed to spend it at this time of year. Uh, it's usually known as silly season. People are spending their money on all sorts of things. And retailers are throwing all types of specials, you know, Black Friday and all of these things that are happening. And then we'll see the same um, sort of trend continuing into the festive season so from that point of view why do why would you say that um your your option you guys do have the five-year track record but investing in livestock why why do you think that is a worthy investment and what type of returns um can people that actually do invest uh perhaps anticipate absolutely um i think uh, you you rightly cautioned there in terms of saying uh, people must must not be fooled by all these uh, phony specials that are designed just to really uh, take as much money out of your pocket as possible. Uh, I think South Africans have lived through lockdown uh, in March, April, um, 
they, you know, you couldn't even go to the shops to buy anything and yet to survive. You were able to to come out alive and well um, uh, with all the clothes and the same TV that you were you were watching last year. You still you still pretty much uh, lived and didn't die. I think that I think uh, really broadly, I think people must uh, wake up to the fact that the future is not going to take care of itself. Uh, it, it needs uh, sacrifices that need to be done today so that uh, so that you are able to retire comfortably um, and not have to rely on your children to, to look after you when you are 65. And likewise as well, so that at least you can leave something for the children, you know, in that you, you, you have so much left over for yourself and you can leave enough for the grandchildren of, the, of your children. So, and that really comes with really starting now and investing. And we love the cows simply because love the cows and the trees because you know uh, everything else that is out there. Your shares, you need trust. You know they they are very much unpredictable. Uh, it's like really being in an inside a casino. Uh, if uh, if if uh, if for example uh, things like Tonga Hewlett's where you think you are buying a, in a proper company, yet behind the scenes there, the, the, the accountants and their suits are cooking the books and uh, re, uh, producing false numbers. Uh, like people like you and me, what chances do we have of surviving such, you know? Um, but uh, the, the beautiful thing with, with, with cattle and uh, agricultural assets, the stuff that you can see, you know, like, uh, you can drive to the farm and, and see inside your cows. You can drive to the farm and, 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 and count your trees. This is my tree, that tree's got my number, my unique number. So it's, you know, there's, there's that transparency and that trust in what we're doing, you know. So no one can pull a bull over your eyes uh, with, with real hard assets, you know. But that's what we love about what we do. So can we can you then take us through uh, perhaps what someone who registers or says I want to now invest? Um, can you take us through what their journey, uh, what the typical journey actually looks like uh, for them to go from you know saying I'm interested to then actually owing owning a piece um, of something that is that is on a farm? How what is the actual process like? It's very easy. Uh, you just log on to our website. Uh, livestockwealth.com and you read up uh, we've got lots of details we've got videos we've got investment calculators which tells you if you put in X amount in which assets why would you get in three years time or five years time whatever you you estimate yourself so you can really start there and also from there you can create your account and register uh, all online and then after registering then uh, you are live uh, you can you can continue the process on the app, or we also got an app on iOS and Android as well, where you can it's all on the app. Uh, there you you able to uh, choose the assets you want to invest in, uh, the number of them, and then you pay uh, online by EFT, or you can pay by card as well, all online, um, and then. Once the funds reflect in our bank account, then then we allocate you with your assets, whether it's trees or cows, that the partner farmers that are farming the cows on your behalf have. 
we have about 60 farmers uh, across the country who are farming for us. Uh, and, and then they they then look after this, this cows, cows or trees on your behalf until the end of the investment term. And at the end of the investment term, you get a notification from us that your investment has matured. Pretty much like you do, you know, if you put your money in a fixed deposit in a bank, uh, pretty much the same way. And then, then you reinvest, uh, if, if you want to reinvest for, for another term, um, just because the key with investing is is to leave the money in the assets. You know, don't jump in and out, just uh, put it in there and watch it. Watch the money grow. That's, that's the key about it, you know, so... And we always encourage people to have a long-term view with investing. You know? And we call the cattle investment, uh, we call it a get-rich-slowly scheme because wealth takes time uh, to, to build. You know, it, it's, it's never an overnight thing. And people always fall for these quick things because they've never taken time just to, to start early. You know, uh, people realizing that they are not closing on retirement and they're like, they're like panicking and seeing that hey, you have only got five years uh, of work um, and then they like finding every sort of uh, gimmick out there uh, that, that tries to create work fast but really uh, it's it's all it's all foolish you know in that uh, work takes time you just need to start early start when you are younger and don't wait till you are 40 or 45 to start and then lastly, you've already mentioned the fact that you guys have been in business and have that five-year track record. You mentioned that the portfolio is now worth about 100 million rand. Can you maybe just highlight maybe one more milestone that uh, you are proud of as uh, as Livestock Wealth? Sure. Um, I think the, the, the one other milestone that we, we, we're truly proud of is 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 launching the farmers club which is the direct meat distribution uh, business so one of the hardest things for farmers is is getting the best price for their beef uh, on the market uh, and also from the consumer point of view you know your quality beef which is your free range beef is always priced out of range for the out of range for the average person so we've really uh, over the last uh, um, a month and a half We've launched uh, Farmers Club and, and also on the same website, livestockwealth.com, uh, where you can log in uh, and buy a monthly meat box that gets delivered to your to your door. Uh, we, we're going to be expanding the range as well there. For, we're going to buy, buy a pack. And also we're going to be having like individually grass fed Steaks, vos in kilogram parti- uh, partitions that you can actually buy, and, and um, uh, really removing the middleman of the of the retailer. You know where where lots of margin gets added to to the price of food, uh, whereas you know um, um, we as Lasukot can actually work with the farmer, hence the name Farmers Club, to to bridge the gap between the consumer and the farmer and therefore making food, uh, healthy food, more accessible to everyone. I think uh, ov- overall that's the one thing I'm most proud of in that um, the time for healthy food being too expensive and only being being eaten in the suburbs of Bryanston and and Vatacloff is over. That's, you know, free-range meats, high-quality grass-fed, tasty beef that doesn't need spices and 
doesn't need marinade and all that stuff. Before you just add salt and you eat and it's juicy and tasty. It's available now to everyone. Uh, everyone out there for now at, at, at least. That's what makes me most proud. Just listening to Ntukuto, you would swear that uh, this man needs to open a restaurant because the way that he is describing this juicy beef uh, that they're producing for um, Farmers Club really sounds like an enticing prospect. So thank you so much to Ntukuto Ishezi. He is uh, the founder and CEO of uh, Livestock Wealth, uh, giving us some insight into the business. He says um, they call it a crowd farming uh, platform, a play on uh, you know farming and crowd uh, crowdfunding, uh, just talking about uh, their portfolio, been in business for about five years, 100 million rand in terms of the portfolio and he's saying that their business, they call it a get rich slowly scheme uh, because investments don't happen overnight, you have to take a long term view uh, that's what he's saying and he's saying that people should also be out there protecting um, themselves uh, from fly by night deals or things that look like specials and rather invest and something that's going to give you a good return over time. He says they are, you know, regulated, so people, you know, should rest assured that uh, there is accountability in the business. And uh, he's also saying, hey, we've got that track record. And uh, I think uh, that uh, website, one more time, Tukuto. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you having me. All right. So that's been us. Uh, I think he said it was uh, livestock, uh, dot co- livestockwealth.com. You can find all of their contacts there. On the other side of this, we come to the end of the show. You're to the business bus. So with that, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much to everyone who was listening. Thank you to our amazing guests. Uh, that's Zanele Kuneno from BDO. Just sharing some insights um, into what budgeting could look like. The fact that you don't have to break the bank uh, to enjoy yourself during this uh, festive season. And some of the ways that you can protect uh, the money that you do have. If you are lucky enough to have a bonus, uh, she's just saying it's not something that you should be factoring in to your normal budget she doesn't because it's money that may or may not come and uh, people tend to have that habit of spending money they don't have so it helps you from a budgeting point of view if you discount that money but if you do receive it um, you can also then pay yourself first and one of the best things that i think um, you know she was talking about is the fact that um, when it comes to all of this budgeting, you can actually go out and get yourself informed. And especially the bit where she said that um, financial advice isn't as expensive as people say. And then going on to what Ntutuko was talking about um, as as an alternative type of investment, because these are live assets. Um, This is not the first time that we've spoken to them and their portfolio looks to be growing. So that might be something uh, to consider. And uh, the fact that they are regulated and it seems that they have this uh, five-year track record, it's definitely something to be thinking about. But more importantly, this is an important time of the year. It's a time where people, you know, come together, spend time with family. And for a lot of people, this will be the first time that they get to see each other since even before the lockdown because there's been limited movement. So I think a lot of people are going to be using this time to come together. And we just hope that people will be social distancing and the like. Um, but in all of that, you just hope that people practice some type of fiscal discipline, right? Manage to protect
protect um, your pockets during this time. Just because something is on discount does not necessarily mean you have to buy it unless it's something that you have been looking for. Then, you know, go ahead with it. So let us know your thoughts and, uh, you know, how are you thinking around some of these issues? How are you protecting your pockets uh, from, uh, you know, the FOMO? You can let us know on Facebook. That's VioFemo Voice of Vits. Our other Facebook page is Vits Radio Academy. And then on Twitter, we're at VioFemo. And then our hashtag is hashtag business buzz. You can also find us on the popular podcast platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Otherwise, you can go to our main page. That's on iono.fm as well as vits.journalism.co.za forward slash business. So that's it for today. Thank you to our amazing team. Our technical producer is Kotluano Serame, uh, together with our executive producer, Glory Mabuza, uh, together with our producers, uh, Slim Lem Sibi and Tando Tlimba, as well as uh, Simbarashe Honde. Don't miss the business by same time, same place next week uh, for more insights into uh, the world of business. Don't turn that down. There's more great content coming up on the Val FM lineup. So from myself, Mudio Mob, Justice Kawaza, and the rest of the team, you just take care. The Business, business Buzz with Mudiwa Mob, Justice Kawaza. The Business Buzz Podcast.